everybody. Welcome to the EarFluence podcast, which is a podcast about podcasting from a podcast production company. I think we are live yes. on LinkedIn right now. So we this are. is the first time that we are trying this. So welcome everyone watching on LinkedIn. So Cece, uh, we both went to different places last week. Yes, we You did. went to the beach. I did. You dropped your phone in the sand. I did. Yeah. I'm still upset about it, but it's okay. It <laughs> I went works. to I went to Florida <laughs> and uh, actually my wife did a, a speech or a talk on podcasting at a conference and just the different places that she is, uh, that podcasting has taken her in her business. And that's kind of what we're going to get into today is the different places that podcasting can take you in your business if you're interested in a podcast. And so we have a guest on today. His name is Chip Hassenflow, and he wrote a, a, a nice, funny bio for us here that I'm going to read off. Chip Hassenflow is the host, the co-host of the Too Much Scrolling podcast, which is all the information you need to survive another week. He owns a financial planning practice in the Chicago and Raleigh area. He works with all sorts of people who are much more interesting than he is. He enjoys his career, which lends him time to think and sometimes be creative. Chip was born bald which explains a, a lot. <laughs> you can find too much scrolling on your favorite podcatcher or smart speaker by searching too much scrolling. Welcome, Chip. Oh, thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. So oh, thank you. Chip, we met at happy hour at Raleigh Founded, and that's where we're recording from is the Raleigh Founded studio uh, in uh, downtown Raleigh. We met at happy hour and yes. you were telling me that you had the too much scrolling podcast for a long time before, like even before most people knew what podcasting was. Yes. So how long have you had the Too Much Scrolling podcast? Well, we, we just started our eighth year. Oh my gosh. So we've been doing podcasting for eight, eight years. We release our uh, podcast every Tuesday and we have yet to miss a single Tuesday. That's crazy. That's, That's like third grade. <laughs> <laughs> you were in third grade then? Well, no. I was not in third grade. I'm saying eight years old. Oh, okay. That, that would be a lot of a child that you've already raised by that point. Yes. Yeah. So eight years of, of podcasting. I mean, take us back to the beginning. Like, why did you want a podcast and how do you even heard of podcasting? Well, my friend, Steve Fodor, um, he teaches at a, a middle school up in the Chicago area. He was teacher of the year one year. And uh, we, he is a great big gregarious guy who's got, got a very interesting voice. And as you know, I'm a great big gregarious guy who has an interesting voice, but a different voice. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking and he said, I'd really like to do a podcast. And what I was trying to do is find a hobby I could do that would be relatively inexpensive, that would be interesting, and it had nothing to do with my professional life. Right. Mm. Because my hope was I could learn about how to do a podcast and then I would switch it over and I could do a professional one. And we started talking and we said, yeah, let's do that. And so Steve and I created a Google Doc, we created a format, and ultimately we created a podcast. And we were very happy. I mean, we, we, we had all the growing pains you can imagine. Sometimes you have sure. a, a bad recording, sometimes, um, uh, you know, it doesn't work the way you need to, but we're also surrounded by a lot of creative people. So the PE teacher that we have is the lead singer of Grenadier, which is our intro and uh, exit music. Awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he did all the, um, the transition music for us. 
And then we have a large group of friends of ours who've got many different types of talents and careers and all sorts of stuff and their hobbies. And we got to play around with, um, you know, basically with them. Yeah. And so Steve and I are the host. It is, this is a um, project of love and, and of exploration, but it really wasn't designed to be like a career. Right. And although, you know, we're waiting for NPR to call, right? <laughs> uh, Spotify can certainly come snatch us up. We, we're happy to follow Joe Rogan. Right. <laughs> NPR, I'm sure you're watching this right now. And, you know, make sure you're listening in because Chip does have that great voice. He is this big guy. He's about six foot eight, I would guess. How tall are you? Well, I'm six five. So I'm Michael no. Jordan's height. Oh, okay. And Michael Jordan is bald. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody ever seen you and Michael Jordan in the same room? They haven't. But, but <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you some things. So Michael Jordan lived in Wilmington. Mm -hmm. I lived in Wilmington. Michael Jordan is bald. I lived in bald. Michael Jordan went to Chicago to make it. Mm. I did too. Wow. So, you know, there's so many connections. Michael Jordan came back to North Carolina. I did too. So there's wow. a lot of connections there. We're we're so similar. Now you just need a Netflix special and exactly. a car dealership. Exactly. And then before you know it, you'll just be exactly the same. I need an ESPN series on, you know, where I can look at all the people laughing. Uh, I'm sorry, as Michael Jordan did, just tearing people apart. Yeah. <laughs> My competitive nature will come out at that moment. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the Michael Jordan of podcasting, Chip Hessenflow, right oh, here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I need a logo and I need to be put on jerseys. <laughs> that's amazing. So back, back eight years ago, I mean, what were you using for sound? You know, what were you doing to record everything? So Steve has a background in theater. Oh. And Steve is also a technology teacher. So it wasn't a matter of kind of putting together. You can put together a podcast fairly inexpensive. In fact, I mean, you can buy speakers that will just plug right into your computer now. So most yep. of us have computers. Um, we used a, a Windows-based computer for our sound. I mean, for recording ourselves but we both use Macs for our, our notes. And in fact, one of the things that I will absolutely mention is Google Docs is your friend. Yes. And being able to collaborate across distances or, or to work off the same document at the same time mm -hmm. is incredibly beneficial. So don't be afraid to learn your technology. We've tried out a bunch of stuff in the past where we tried different technologies. We've tried Discord and we've tried... Um, a, f a few other things and they weren't going to work out for us, but you know what? So be it. We, we're just trying it out. We originally uh, found a, a, a company to host our, um, our podcast. It wasn't very inexpensive to do that. And what we needed to do is we created a, a Facebook page. We've created a Twitter feed and you basically do all the things you can to try to get people to like your page. Yeah. Right. Now, Facebook has been much more challenging than uh, Twitter for us doesn't really matter this is a labor of love people are finding us and our local community we we also work real hard and that, that's going to be interesting because now we've got multiple communities mm -hmm. so when you have something you know that we've we're worth a um a, a, a good troop that we, we we connected with is down in front and they do riffing on movies and on uh two i'm sorry on thursday they're going to do a, a riffing event in schaumburg illinois so we announced that on this, but how does that work when I'm in Raleigh now? Yeah. So my hope is I'm going to run into different people who have 
you know, the local theater person, the local uh, book writer, you know, whoever that person is. And we'll be able to create that sort of event you want because podcasts go anywhere. Anywhere that you yeah. have a podcatcher, you know, you can use the Apple one or you can use Spotify or any of the other ones. You can listen and they'll just upload it to all those for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, obviously we all love podcasting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why. So how many episodes have you done now? Oh, that is a great question. Um, so I actually, I could answer that. I don't, I don't have an answer. We've done it for eight years. Yeah. Now during COVID in March, we started doing a daily podcast wow. because as you remember, we were all stuck at home. There wasn't much to do, yeah. Correct. And so we actually, at that point, created a little special project we worked on called, ultimately became Sandwiches at Irregular Hours, mm -hmm. which came from a Sherlock Holmes story. And we read all the Sherlock Holmes uh, stories. So every story, once a day, we would read that. And the way we did that is we had met a professor at the University of Connecticut, and we would say the professor we all want to have for literature uh, her specialty is dystopian and utopian um, knowledge. You can take her course on the great courses. Her name is Pamela B B Bador, and she's got this beautiful voice, and she's got this incredible knowledge. But one of her backgrounds is this, um, these stories from the 1800s, and she knows Sherlock Holmes. And so we said, hey, what, what should, should we be reading, and would you be willing to read them with us? And she said, yes. And so we picked Public Domain. Um, and so we read every story and then we read all four novels a chapter a day <laughs> and we laughed about it oh we'll never finish this and then we finished it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we started doing a weekly podcast where we alternated um books yeah. where we got to basically contact authors and i'm telling you it was a blast so you read the story and then you talk to the author about it yeah and that was just sending emails and hoping someone would would answer mm. and we had Beautiful conversation. So I say that in the sense that we've done a lot of shows. Um, and But once again, this is all, you're, you're doing your regular job. Mm -hmm. We just had to figure out something that we wanted to do. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah. do you mind? I'm going to mention something. Please. When we created our podcast, we created a format. And if I could give any person who was starting a, a recording career, figure out a format. You need to write it down. If you don't know what a format is, mm -hmm. Go to ESPN, look at PTI or Around the Horn. Those are two shows every day. They run the same way. And you need to figure out what format you want and what time frame you want. And with podcasts, you can be freeform in the sense that um, you can talk. Like today, I think our conversation was 40 minutes. And our goal is 30 minutes. Our goal is a 30-minute podcast. It never works that way. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay because it's a podcast, right? Yeah. But really, um, no one wants to hear me rambling for two hours right. and trying to figure out something. And yeah. so I would say for any person beginning, sit down and figure out what you want to say. Yeah, for sure. And you were just showing me your show flow for the most recent episode that you did. Mm -hmm. And it is clearly outlined. Like here, we're going to start with the ads. Um, you know, these are the ones that we're going to say. You know, next we're going to talk about this. It's going to be for this amount of time, roughly. And mm -hmm. then we're going to talk about this. And then we're going to go to the outro. And that's something where a lot of the podcasts that we'll hear, it is free form, but then you do get rambly and it gets yeah. into the, what is the point of this for the audience? Like, why are they here to, like, why are they listening to this? And it's yeah. not for your rambling. It is for whatever content that you're giving them. 
in your case, you were talking about Black Widow, right? They want to hear the review mm -hmm. of Black Widow or sure. IndyCon or whatever it is because mm -hmm. they want to know what happened there. So we, our format is when we created our podcast, we wanted a couple of things. One, it had to be nothing to do with my career because anything that would right. do with my career, I've got to go through <laughs> compliance on. And so you don't we, want that. We, we and want, it's supposed to be a fun hobby. Who wants to be working when you're fun yeah. hobby? <laughs> well, when you're working and doing something you love, it's not work. It's, it's a passion. Right. And I, I say that and it sounds cliche, but you really, if, if you're, if you don't like what you're doing, we need to find something else for you to do. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. There you go. If it I hear, oh, I said, let's wipe the tear. <laughs> 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 but we wanted something that we were not going to micromanage the Bears or hear the Panthers. You know, whatever they do at quarterback, whatever defensive moves they make, there's nothing I'm going to do that's going to influence on how the team performs on the field. Right. I'm not going to micromanage the Cubs or the Sox. Um, and I'm not, I don't want to sit there and talk about politics where I'm going to micromanage whether uh, the president's a good person, a bad person. I wanted something that would, we could escape and we could discuss ideas um, on a high level. Uh, and also we could be a little juvenile because we all remember when we were kids yeah. and we could talk about something and you're not an expert on it. But we, when we're talking about movies, I mean, there is no right answer. I mean, right. there are better movies than others. They're more skilled put together. But we can enjoy the bad movie sometimes, and we can really talk about the good movie at some point. Yeah. In fact, that's the big joke that we have is every year we've been doing an Oscar um, show. And Steve says, we are going to do an Oscar show. Steve doesn't watch good movies. So we'll say, how many of these movies have you watched that have been nominated? And he'll say, none of them. And so I bring in my friend, Kyle Hickman, who's on months into the movies. Kyle sees every one of the movies. He may watch 300 movies a year. Now, I may have seen, let's just say if there's 10 movies, maybe I've seen six or eight of them. Mm -hmm. Kyle's seen them all. So we can have a conversation and Steve will talk about them. And it's really a lot of fun because he doesn't like really good movies mm -hmm. and it's one of the jokes but you know what steve likes is science fiction stories and he likes to talk about time travel stories and these are stories that when we get to the book of the week then he can go in and today we get to talk about this beautiful book that he read mm -hmm. and next week we'll talk about the book i read and then at the end we do sort of like a review and comment on some things and those review and comments could be on we went to Indie PopCon and we, we interviewed a bunch of authors and we've, we met a bunch of actors and we had these conversations and does it really matter? No, but this is a place to put that. Yeah. But it also is a place that if you saw something going on in the world in technology, usually technology, privacy, something like that, maybe we want to talk about it. Maybe we want to talk about whether you, you, you get um, your if you're a cord cutter, what you should for a person who's a cord cutter that would mean not subscribing to like cable tv yes or, i'm one of those okay well a lot of people are now mm -hmm. well how do, how do you watch the olympics if you're a cord cutter well maybe we discuss that there mm -hmm. that's a great way to kind of give information and once again it's it's positive information we're not here to tear people down if you you can listen to as much negative stuff as you want but the people who listen to us they want to escape right and and uh, we've had a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot. We've had a number of really teary conversations where they say, we like listening to two guys just talk about stuff and we're just the voice that they listen to. Yeah. So I can imagine what a person on radio must feel. 
Uh, and over our eight years, I'm sure that Steve and I, if we wanted to, we could go out and we could do a radio program. And I'm sure they would pay us. But maybe that's not the thing that is our calling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the hobby that we need. And the audience is the audience we need at this time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. And you're your own boss, right? You do whatever you want with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and we can record on Saturday morning for Tuesday or we can record on on um, Tuesday. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, what we want to do is make sure that our show is a format that is going to be easy to follow. We're going to be uh, talking about things that, that we value and we have passion on so that other people can feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, if we have someone who will comment on our stuff, we want to be able to be responsive to that. It's, it's not about, um, I don't need the greatest market share. This, yeah. is, this is for our enjoyment and for the other people to enjoy with us. Yeah. Well, you've given some tips on podcasting already. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the show flow document is great. Um, you know, you, you have sponsors for your show. So maybe you're making a, a little bit of money from that. Uh, and that's, that's all well and good. We're not making a lot of money. We cover our cause. Yeah. And, and bless every patron who's gone out there and put that, you know, that little bit of money. Yeah. You don't need thousands and thousands of dollars. No. You just need enough to, to cover your costs. That's, that's right. And what I want to get into is, you know, some of the things that podcasting has done for you. Sure. So, you know, one reason I love podcasting is because you can reach out to anyone and say, hey, would you like to come on my podcast? And people like to hear themselves talk and they don't need to be in a studio like we are today. They can be on a, a Zoom call now or StreamYard sure. or Squadcast, wherever you record it. And they, if there's a, an author that you want to reach out to, you can to help, help them or to have them talk about their, their book. Sure. If there's, you know, a movie producer that you want to reach out to, to have them talk about their movie. If there's somebody in whatever industry that you are in as a listener, whatever industry that you are in, that you're like, I would like, love to talk to this person, this thought leader, this potential client of mine, you can reach out to them because you have a podcast. It's so much easier. Mm-hmm. So Chip, what have you found um, in your eight years that have been some of the things that have been like, oh my gosh, I did that. That was really cool. So I, I, let me tell you about some of the fun things that we did. Yeah. So I read a book. So, you know, most people like a little bit of geeky, geekiness or nerd, nerdiest. Uh, how do you want to say it? Because, um, you know, we fumble over words all the time. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I read a book on Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. So where was Dungeons and Dragons? Where was it founded? Where did, where did it begin? I don't know. I'm not I a Dungeons and Dragons person. Dungeons I Dragons wasn't either. Thing. Oh. So I read a book. <laughs> And uh, I found out that Gary Gygax, well, he lived in Wrigleyville in Chicago. Oh. And Dungeons and Dragons was in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And I lived 45 minutes from Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. How convenient. And I said, well, Gary Gygax is dead, but I'm sure that there's something up there that should, you know, be from that time when he started that. And it turned out like a week later, there was going to be a convention where Gary Gygax's son was going to be there, along with all the other people who put together this game. So I said, Steve, it's 45 minutes away. Let's go up there. And so we went up there and we interviewed the original artists, which many of them were kids. They were just kids, kids like your neighbors. Really? They were writers and many of them were like your neighbors. They were just writers and they had to write these manuals. They were all people who love games 
and they had put together, but this is the genesis of putting together what is, I mean, Stranger Things was based off of Dungeons and Dragons, at least the love for that. And I was like, holy cow. And so all of this was going on around there. And um, I found out one of the artists, the original artist, lives in North Carolina. And I got to connect her with um, a university because they have an art program. And I know the guy who runs the art program likes Dungeons and Dragons. And would it be nice to have one of the artists? And this this was all pre before they got like the really, um, what you think of as a Dungeons and Dragons, the the dragons with the fire and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. These were all the original people who were just would draw like the little notes and put yeah. the maps together. And so they loved what they did. And not only did they love what they did, they, the people who were there loved it also. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people were there who had made tables and, and made uh, extra special pieces and, and things to enhance your enjoyment of it. So it was a celebration of this game that all came because I read a book and I found out it was local and I could go to it. Well, we also, um, there are other passions that Steve has, and one of them is Mystery Science Theater, if you've ever watched that program. Wait, go back to Dungeons and Dragons for a second. So did you do a podcast episode with them? Like, how did that all work out? So we went out there and we interviewed. So we interviewed many of these people and we usually... Sometimes we put it in our show, so it would be in too much scrolling proper. Yeah. So it would be an interview. Um, sometimes it's an extra scrolling. So we'll release it maybe on a Thursday because we have other content from interviews, but maybe it doesn't fit into our show. We want our right. show to be a certain yeah. time frame. But an extra scrolling could be, oh, I've met an author who wrote a book. Why don't we ask a bunch of questions? And he tells me about what he does, or she tells me a little bit about, you know, she does. So we're going to have some extra scrollings that will be released over the next week or so from Indie PopCon, where, um, I mean, we met the, the funniest thing that, uh, I shouldn't say funny, it's the funniest thing. One of the things that is most humorous to me is when um, I talk to an author or somebody and we start, uh, we needle Steve a little bit because <laughs> is Star Wars a fantasy or is it science fiction? Of course, Steve goes, it's fantasy, but Steve doesn't like Harry Potter. And so the author will say, well, how can you like Harry, uh, not like Harry Potter, but you like Star Wars? So, of course, we start this conversation with the author during this time. And it's all of our warm up um, to getting to find out what they're writing about. Mm -hmm. And so we met an author who wrote six books, six books during COVID. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, six books was enough as it is, but in that amount of time is insane. So she, um, she's a writer. She's an independent writer. Yes, she can buy paper books. She can buy eBooks too. But the beautiful part about it is three of them are out now and three of them are being edited right now. So, you know, the point being is that these artists, these writers, they need to have the ability to get their information out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a person who likes fantasy books, and you want to know who the, the next fantasy writer is, you know, we may be co- talking to them. Right. Yeah. And in addition to that, we also mix in people who are published and who are publishing in the, the big publishing houses. Yeah. And we can talk to them too. And we can have the same sort of conversations with them and they can tell us a little bit about what they're doing. And um, I mean, what, what are we doing? We're, we're trying to let our listeners know and let the public know, you know, why you should consider it. So if you like, a book from a certain genre, 
maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah. That extra scrolling too, by the way, is something that now, I don't know if you do it already, but it's something that now you can put on the Patreon, right? Where it's mm -hmm. just for people that give you the however many dollars a month it sure. is, you know, maybe they can have access to that extra scrolling mm -hmm. um, in addition to obviously what everybody else gets for free is the, the too much scrolling. Is that something that, that you all do? We, we do not. Uh, and part of it is, is when someone's giving us an interview, you know, thank them for doing it. Thank yeah. you for spending time with me. Yeah, yeah. Our promise is to, to get that material out, right. especially if it yeah. reflects their material positively. Right. And uh, let me mention this too. One of the beautiful parts about not doing a live stream is having the ability to have someone. Yeah, that was a little shade. <laughs> is to have someone um, have the ability to misspeak. Yeah. Right. You said something, it didn't come, it was a little off color. It didn't really come out the way you wanted it to. Yeah. To have that ability to say, hey, why don't you just stop and restate that. And no one wants to look bad. Right. And, and, and no one wants to, I mean, this is not 60 minutes where I've painted you in a corner and all of a sudden, you know, your sweat dripping down your face <laughs> and you did nothing wrong, but it, it, you just don't look good. Right. So this is, um, that's one of the, the things that we want to do with anyone who comes to visit us. We want to have um, one of the, the jokes we always tell as we're warming up is we're not a blue podcast. We don't go blue, baby. Um, this is an all ages type of podcast, although we will talk about adult themes, we want to do it in an appropriate level so that, you know, yeah. all of a sudden your seven year olds listening and yeah, maybe they don't get the code. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, one of my uh, favorite expressions that I'll tell all my clients and we made t-shirts of it is record drunk, edit sober. And what that means is just be loose in your conversation mm -hmm. and go the extra mile. Um, say something like. Chip, I, I have to ask you, and we can always edit this out, but, sure. which obviously live stream doesn't really afford that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, don't start with that. Right, don't start right. with the live stream. Right, right, right. So, you know, I figure somebody that's been podcasting for eight years, you know, would be like, yeah, sure, let's do a, a live stream. Let's let's go ahead and do it. But you're, you're so right. And I always start, well, we always start our recordings with, hey, don't worry, just be free with your words. Sure. We can always edit it out. And that's the edit sober part is we mm -hmm. can always edit any of these, these things out. And you're so right with the, the authors, like they want to know they can be free and mm -hmm. they can be free to make mistakes and go back and say something over. And that's true for, for all of our guests. I remember particularly, um, we were having, when I say heated discussion, make sure I understand it's a discussion mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Pam and Steve and I all love each other and certainly would not do anything to hurt each other. But I, I started down a, a questioning path and Pam stopped and because, whoa, whoa, don't make it so personal, Chip. Oh, yeah. And so the point was that never made it to air and we wouldn't mm -hmm. want it to be the air. And, and Pam was absolutely correct. We need to have the discussion, but not making it personal, like a personal attack. Yeah. Or something. Mm -hmm. and, and, and my job in the podcast is Steve's to be the like everyone gets a group hug and I'm the curmudgeon who mm -hmm. comes across as the, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> and it's not because we don't share beliefs. We share a lot of beliefs, but we're different people. Yeah. Right. And it's okay to have differences. Um, but and once again, nobody wants to make the other person look bad. Right. Yeah, we, yeah exactly. We're, we're all here for high fives. And I, and I know <laughs> Steve is loved because I've been in the high school. He teaches middle school, but I've been in the high school productions and the place when, um, there is a uh, a play going on or a, a musical going on, and they know Steve's going to show up. 
it gets electric because they <laughs> love him. He's just this big gregarious. We're like two monsters walking in because we're so massive. And, <laughs> and but I mean, they love him, and I would you know never put him in a position where they they wouldn't love him because right. he is, you know, everyone needs that person they can anchor on. And for many young people, you know, they need to find their tribe, they need to find their team, and they found him. And I think that's one of the other things that um, working with someone for eight years who is not me, that has really become much more conscious of is that they don't have to like the same music that you like. They don't have to like the same television shows that you like. They don't have to experience life as you experience it, but they have every right to do it. And for them to find their tribe, they find happiness. Mm -hmm. And it is very, very important that, you know, you, you're here for less than a hundred years. Make sure you do something that you're passionate about, because if you're not, you know, it's a chore. And, and what we found on, on COVID, COVID people are sitting at home, they're stewing, they're, they're not connecting, except for the introverts. They're loving every moment of this. <laughs> I but, think I've turned into an introvert, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice. But, but we, want to, we want to have that moment. So you can be the football player or you can be the band geek. Mm -hmm. um, you can be the person on the, uh, the Latin club or be the person in the Broadway musical at the school they're all teams they're all teams and they're they're part of your the makeup they, they make you happy they fill you up and that's the beautiful part as you get older is that you know your, your your world is small when you're in say high school the world gets much bigger you head off to college or whatever but really as the world gets bigger you can find whatever tribe you're looking for yeah and once again it, it can it can make the difference between whether you feel fulfilled feel fulfilled in life or that you don't feel fulfilled and you want to do things that fill you up. Wow. I, I was hoping to get just experiences <laughs> with this and all of a sudden we're getting this amazing life advice. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. But that's why I love podcasting too, because you can find that tribe and you can talk to those people that you do connect with. So Steve and I went to the mystery science theater reunion up in Minneapolis. Yeah. Now Steve loves mystery science theater. There's a few things he loves. And so he goes, I'm going up there and Rift Tracks, which was a number of performers that used to be part of it and a writing team, uh, we got to go up there and we got press passes. And that is one of the things you can do as a podcast. Mm -hmm. And so what that did for us is first, Steve went total fanboy. So I was there to kind of anchor him and calm him down a little bit. But the beauty is, I mean, think about this, this passion that you have from when you're, you know, your youth. And now you get to be go be part of it. Right. So this is what I learned. A lot of those writers for Rift Tracks, they went to the University of Virginia. And they know each other. And they live all over the country. And they do their work over Google Docs. Yeah. And so what is that? What is that important? Well, that's how you can work too. It's true. So they had a connection. Um, and then the performers are there. And the performers are as lovely as you could ever imagine. Um, and we got to have conversations with them and they, they teach writing workshops and all sorts of stuff that you can be part of, but we also got to mingle with all these other writers and they're writing for all the things that you read on the, on the web. So we had a whole different group of connections there. 
And then at the end of that, we got to go sit in the audience and we got to experience it with everyone who was there. And it was very exciting. One, it was incredibly exciting for him. But for me, I, I enjoy, I, I enjoy passion and I really love being there. So we've gotten to do a lot of things like that. And, uh, and what, we've been to Sox games where the nun throws out the ball and interviewed the nun. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, we've been to um, uh, conventions, a lot of conventions, a lot of pop conventions. Um, we've talked to all sorts of people from all over the country who go to these things and participate in them. Yeah. Most of them are just fun. They're just, they're just passionate people doing passionate things. Cool. So Mystery Science Theater, you're taking your portable mic, right? And just mm -hmm. kind of interviewing people there. And then you put it on the Too Much Scrolling or Extra Scrolling yes. podcast. Mm -hmm. And then for the the Sox game, the, the White Sox game, um, you know, the none that threw out the first pitch, like how much time did you get with her? Like you couldn't have gotten too much well, time, right? We were in box seats with her. Oh. So we got to get in the box seats. Now we had uh, a friend of ours had um, at a school, she won the, um, she bid the most to have this box seat of the Sox game, the White Sox game. Let's make sure I'm clear on that. And so the sister came up there and she is the, I think the headmaster of the school. You saw her on SportsCenter, mm -hmm. but we have pictures right next to her and we're just talking to her. And she is, is gregarious. I mean, she is the figurehead of a school and she's trying to sell the school. She's saying yeah. the school's a great place to go. Right. We're a great, um, uh, place to create connections and you're, you know, you're, you're a person who went here and you're part of our team and everyone eats it up. And, and I think that that's nothing's missing here. I, I, I don't think I ever experienced anything like that here in North Carolina growing up here. I grew up here, mm -hmm. but I was very excited because I, I didn't go to Catholic school or anything like that. And that's something that's important for Steve. So uh, let me mention one of the other jokes that we always say. Uh -huh. So Steve speaks um, South Chicago and uh, I speak Southern. Uh -huh. <laughs> so we speak to so, Fords of Southern. Um, so that's, that's always a lot of fun there too. So I, I love taking the portable mic around and uh, we, we've gone to some conferences in mm -hmm. the past. So um, my wife runs a, a wedding planning company and she's done some, some wedding shows in the area here. So we did one at Merriman Wynn, downtown Raleigh. And um, this is actually where uh, Cece and I first started working together. Yeah, um, We connected with her and asked her to carry around the mic and, and interview couples. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what she did. She interviewed couples on um, what are some of the challenges in planning your wedding. And I, those, those episodes make for great interviews mm -hmm. um, because you're using snippets from a bunch of different people there. So you recently went to IndyCon yes. and did something similar. Is that kind of what you did as well? Yeah. In fact, we, we met with an event planner. She had a table there and, uh, and she does like geek and nerd weddings. So if you want to have a star Wars themed wedding, Oh, who, who is this person? Give I, her a shot. I, oh, I'd love to do, but I, I can't remember her name, okay. but, <laughs> but, but, but she's in, she's in her notes. It'll be in an extra okay. scrolling. But what I enjoyed most about talking to her is she wanted to have her wedding. And she realized how much props were. Yeah. And she said, oh, well, if props are that expensive. Why don't I start putting together a collection of them? I already do event planning. And so if you want to have a Harry Potter themed wedding or a, a party that is on the Star Trek deck or whatever it is, they can do it. Yeah. And they have access to 
you know, all the materials to, to make those types of fun things happen. And, you know, we asked her what are some of the challenges you run into? Well, if you have too many things mm. like Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, Doctor Who, <laughs> she goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's focus on one. Maybe I have a, right. know, maybe it's the Harry Potter wedding and the Star Trek uh, you know, reception, reception yeah. Yeah. you know, whatever that is. Well, that certainly may not be the thing that you are interested in, but so, there are a lot of people out there who are. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful part is that we have enough resources. I'm sorry, many families have enough resources that they can, they can make those things happen. Mm -hmm. And if you share the cost by using somebody who has those props available, well, all of a sudden those costs come down even further. And all of a sudden that dream that you had, that you thought that was out there, that you never could, you know, it'll never happen. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. How lucky are we? We live in wonderful times. We live in magical times. We do. Yeah. <laughs> So IndyCon, what are you, you're going around then and just mm -hmm. interviewing some of the, the people there? So we um, we got to meet Billy West, uh -huh. and he is a person from Futurama. Yeah. Um, he, there was, we, we um, sat in a, a conversation on The Mandalorian, and there's this beautiful picture. I'm so sorry. I can't remember her name. I can't remember anyone's name ever, so don't well, feel bad. It's anyway, hard when you're alive, though. She was a blacksmith on The Mandalorian, which, for those who don't know the Star Wars lore, that was, it's on Disney+. Plus. It is the story of Baby Yoda and how Baby Yoda gets wherever she or she goes. We don't know. But let's just say that it was touching, and a lot of people who like Star Wars really like the show. Well, there was a little girl with a Mandalorian hat. Mm. Um, and um, anyway, dressed, and she's sitting down, and the actress is, or the actor, excuse me, she's bending down, and she's right in front of the little girl. It's just the most touching picture ever. Aww. So. Um, that's the beauty of cosplay, right? Yeah. You, you get to do these fun things. There was a family dressed as, um, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. Mom was Napoleon Dynamite. Um, dad was Rico and, um, oh, I can't think of what the brother's name was, but the, the son was the brother. Yeah. I, it's, it's what a beautiful picture. <laughs> Vote for Pedro. Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, do the things that you're passionate about. Yeah. Not everyone's passionate about those types of things, but. Right. Listen, people throw on jerseys and head over to watch the uh, the Hornets play or watch the, the Canes play. Is it any different? That's really cool. And I think it's a lot easier to talk to new people like that than people think that it is. Like yeah. to find all of these people, if you go to the where they are and mm -hmm. say, hey, I want to talk to you, most of the time, especially if you're in person, they're not going to say no. That's what mm -hmm. they taught me in school. It's like if you go to an event you're supposed to cover and you want to talk to somebody, it's really hard for someone to say no to your face. Yeah. So. That's a great way to do it. The other thing that, that we've talked about a number of times is how to get your stuff published. So mm -hmm. a lot of these writers, um, they had, they struggled yeah. getting their material published. And so we've had a lot of conversations with independent authors and there's never been a better time to be an author than right now, because you can get your material out there where 10, 15 years ago, I mean, good luck. You're, you're just a C you're, you're all, you're all, always a grain of sand on the beach but now your grain of sand well at least you can get some buzz behind it yeah. and that maybe maybe it changes yeah so chip you uh talk about movies a lot mm -hmm. on your show like have you gone to any red carpet events have you gone to like have you been uh, given early access to movies like have you done any of that stuff i sat in the sang awards oh so hey. um, let me make sure i'm clear i wasn't in la i sat in the chicago sang awards yeah 
and that was a Patreon who who took me in and we got to meet a lot of the actors. So a lot of the awesome. background yeah. actors and, and you know, there's somebody who has to work in the post office. There's that person who had to work as a clerk. There's, and um, I, I didn't meet any like, you know, movie stars as to say, but these are actors, they're working. Yeah. And they, they make these productions what they are. Yeah. Um, one of the, the fun converse, uh, sorry, one of the fun pictures I had was walking downtown and, um, Oh, I can't think of which Batman dark. It was one of the dark Knight films mm -hmm. that was filmed. Anyway, um, all the, the, uh, the vehicles were on the side of the road. So I got a picture with all my kids, oh, wow. my, my two girls wow. standing in front of the dark Knight. Um, well, all, all the props. So at night they filmed mm -hmm. and all, all because of podcasting. Cause, mm -hmm. cause you have this podcast. People are like, yeah, I want to talk to you. Yes. I want to give you access. <laughs> so you can do all these things and they can say no. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, listen, you can pay if, you know, for an influencer and you can pay a lot of money for an influencer to get your stuff out there. If that's something that you want. So if, if you know a, um, well, if you know an actor or an actress or a person who's got a large Twitter following, you can go out there and pay for that. We have yet to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we, we get promos. Um, and that's one of the other things I, I should mention. Promos are really good. Little, little things, uh, little bumpers before. So our bumper is, you know, I'm Chip Hassan Flow. I'm co-host of Too Much Scrolling. We'll see you in the future. Yeah. Now we've gotten all sorts of fun actors, you know, people from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, authors, professors, um, people from Doctor Who. Um, I mean, and those, we put those little bumpers right in front of our, our show. And that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. And I got that uh, from, well, Steve and I thought about it, but from a radio show I used to want, listen to in Washington, D.C. And they would have, I don't know, like a half hour of just random bits they used to put in the future. But it was always like, um, hi, I'm, you know, whatever actor it is. And I never listened to this show. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> that, was the, that was the bumper. I love that. <laughs> so ours is, uh, you know, Steve always uses this falsetto voice at the beginning. It's like, hi, I'm Steve. <laughs> um, and I am, you know, I'm representing this book and uh, we'll see you in the future is all I have to say. Awesome. And those bumpers make the show a little more homey. It makes it a little mm -hmm. more polished. And like I said, we're, we're, we're amateurs, but we've, we're, we're between amateurs now. Yeah. Yeah. We got skills. Oh, the places you'll go uh, with uh, with podcasting and Chip, you've been so many different places here, um, and we've got some podcasting advice. We've got some some life advice on the show. Do you have a couple more minutes for for some Abs fun questions? Absolutely. All right. So, when your movie reviews, mm -hmm. what is the best reviewed movie that you've given out? What's the best review that you've given out? Oh my goodness, that is I don't know. Well, what's what's one that you know is towards the top? And you're like, this was, uh, you know, my, one of my favorites. Well, um, Steve, I'm, I'm going to use the worst movie. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, give us the worst one. That's so the disaster artist is one that I had, I had not watched. Mm -hmm. And do you know the disaster artist? Yeah. It was a movie about a movie, wasn't it? It was an well, it's, well, I'm sorry. The disaster artist was, was based off. I can't think of the guy's original movie. Can you think of it? Anyway, no. anyway, Steve loved this movie. This movie is awful. Mm -hmm. And um, James Franco wasn't it? James Franco, correct. So yeah. it was about this this really bad movie. Yeah. So um, anyway, Steve loved this. 
my buddy uh, Kyle Hickman, who's on Munson's for the movies, he loved it because it's so bad. In fact, he's got a picture of the guy that starred in it um, because he went to a premiere. I'm sorry, not premiere. He went to a showing where this guy was was there. <laughs> and I finally, the only way to get it at one time was through like DVD. Yeah. So I had to get a DVD of it and I had to sit there and watch it. And it is awful. It makes you cringe. But it is that beautiful, awful. And, yeah. and I'm sure it's showing here in Raleigh. I'm sure there's some late night theater that you can go and you can sit with, I don't know, a hundred other people. And you guys can shout out the, um, the, uh, the lines back to each other. Yeah. Right. And it really is a beautiful disaster okay. in every moment. <laughs> and so the disaster artist is about the movie. We've read the book about the making of the movie. We've, We've watched the original and we watched the disaster artist. Wow. There are a lots of movies where you can be touched. And I'm trying to think of it's, I think one that was interesting. So when you watch a movie of the week, which means you have to watch sometimes more than one movie of the week, you see a lot of duds mm -hmm. and you start picking up formulas and you're looking for something that's unique and interesting. Yeah. And many times you can find those things. We, we live in magical times. You can find foreign films. And one of the things I would mention to anyone is to try to find some films that were not made in Hollywood, not because Hollywood's bad. Mm -hmm. Listen, we, we, we all love a good Marvel movie because it's the zeitgeist. It's the, um, you, you, you're part of, you want, you, you want to read the bestseller because you can talk about it. Cause every, it's a bestseller and everybody's read it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. We can go watch a Marvel movie, but many times you, you can watch that Australian movie or watch that English movie. I mean, they've got, I think, 10 different actors who rotate leads. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but you can watch that movie from New Zealand and maybe you, you, you pick up something, maybe you pick up a different way of looking at the world. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of trying to find some of these foreign films. So one of the ones I enjoyed, I'm going to say it's called like the journey of the fakir. Okay. Um, it certainly isn't, I'm going to, I'm going to give you to, it's a guy in India who's telling a story about his, journeys to france and um he goes to to france and he goes to ikea and they never really name it as ikea but it is an ikea because mm -hmm. it's that blue and yellow yeah and anyway he meets the woman of his uh you know because you go to paris to fall in love right yeah so he meets the woman he falls in love with her he's super forward um and then he he gets taken away and it's about him getting back to her and about how they wind up back in, um, in India. And it is, listen, this is a throwaway movie, absolutely a throwaway movie, but it's also why we go to the movies. You want to yeah. escape. And if you think about those movies from the fifties and sixties that were there just to kind of watch a movie and to enjoy yourself, we forget what a beautiful sentiment they, they bring to you. And I really liked that movie. And, you know, that was the gem that I found. I said, oh, we should really watch more of these. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to find, if you listen to our podcast, you certainly are going to, we, we watch a number of documentaries. We certainly are going to watch some bad movies. We're going to watch the pop movies, but we're also going to find some gems. And then every once in a while we'll bring Kyle on and Kyle can set us up with like, you know, right this is what real theater is about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's great because it'll shotgun yourself to, to finding the thing that you like. Right. Yeah. So awesome. Um, 
What's a, a book that people probably haven't read um, that you gave a, a phenomenal review to? Well, the one I think I enjoyed most was Uve. Okay. Uh, in fact, Tom Hanks wrote, bought the rights to, he'll do a movie about this. Oh. It is a guy who is in Sweden. He's the curmudgeon, right? He's the guy that's like, Argh. and he walks around your neighborhood and he's pulling uh, the locks to make sure everything is locked up. <laughs> and, you know, you buy a sob every three years because you don't want it to go down too much. Mm -hmm. And his house is in perfect order. And how dare you not mow the lawn next to me and uh -huh. all this other stuff. But um, he's just, just sort of this uh, guy that's not very happy. And, but around him, life is happening. And so um, uh, some kid gets kicked out of his home because he's a gay kid. It's like, well, how could they do that? He's a kid and blah, 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 blah. That guy comes and lives with them. And the neighbor, the, the immigrants move next door and, you know, they're different and stuff like that. But they have kids and he doesn't have any grandkids. So huh. he becomes the grandfather to them. Huh. And he's the saver and stuff like that. But, you know, when you got grandkids, what do you do? You spoil them. Yeah. So all of a sudden he spoils them. And all those things that are kind of broken around the neighborhood, he starts fixing up. Wow. And so it is um, a Swedish, you can watch it as a Swedish movie, but yeah. it's, a, it's a, I think it's a Swedish book, but I, I've been using Swedish. I'm going to say Scandinavian. That's probably a better way of saying it. But I love this book. This book was uh, a great um, reminder that you can make a difference. Yeah. And it really is about the things that you, you do you may not ag agree with how everyone lives their life or something like that, but you need to be part of, you need to be an active part of life. And if you take care of your community and that means you're, you, you're able to, to take care of others. Yeah. Um, I hope Tom Hanks plays the, the curmudgeon in this. Oh yeah. But you, you can watch the, There is a, uh, I think there is a version of it that you'll have to, I call it a reading movie. Yeah. 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 You can, but it, it was, it's wonderful. But the, uh, the book was wonderful. Yeah. Um, and I, we enjoyed reading. I think we read it as a group read. So every once in a while we'll say, we're going to have a group read. Well, let me mention this. So under the sandwiches at regular hours, we said, oh, we read a Christmas Carol. Why don't we read all Charles Dickens, um, uh, uh holiday stories. There's five of them. Mm -hmm. And we gave up after four because let's just say that, that Christmas Carol, pretty good. It's not even okay. reading. Okay, but all the other ones, holy cow, were they tough. And yeah. There's I, a reason we don't talk about them as much. Correct. And <laughs> we did find there was a theater in um, the Remy Bumpo Theater in Chicago where they were doing an online presentation of one of the other ones. And thank God for that man. <laughs> because we called him in and he was like, all right, explain what's going on. Um, and he really did. He the, the, the beauty of it is, you know, we got insight from an actor who's playing the role who had to think about it. Yeah. And we can talk a little bit about the, the, the story around it. So how lucky for us. Oh, that's great. Um, last question. It doesn't sound like you have time for listening to podcasts, but let's say hypothetically you do. Is there a favorite podcast that you have? Sure. Um, my favorite podcast is econ talk. Okay. And econ talk is a professor at George. Well, he was at George Mason Stanford. Um, he's now, um, the chancellor or president of a university, I think it's in, um, is in Israel, but, um, he's been doing a podcast, I'm going to say for 10 years or so, but it is long form conversation. I I'm an economist at, at heart. Um, and that's what I studied, but the beauty of listening to Russ talk to his listeners, 
I'm sorry, to his, his guests is he's incredibly thoughtful. Uh, he's in very, he's incredibly generous and he's also very humble because I have very strong feelings on how I think that markets should be set up. I have very strong feelings on, um, what makes people free and all those other things. But I also recognize that I could be wrong. So I've spent a lifetime studying interaction with people. I've spent a lifetime studying how to create situations where people can grow and their chances of living the one life they have can be the best life they, they, they want to live. And if you don't believe me, look at how hard the people of Hong Kong are fighting against the people who are trying to take over their country. So those are strong feelings. Russ and I share a lot of the same feelings. But Russ is also incredibly humble with that. What if I'm wrong? What if there is another way? And you know what? Those other people have very strong feelings too. And so it's important to be able to talk those out. And it's also important to be able to have a conversation where you're not attacking a person for having a different position that you have. You just have to recognize that, listen, when you're young and you're getting the information, the world is very black and white. And then as you go through college, well, the world comes very gray very quickly. Yeah. But by the time we get out, the world can be very black and white unless you keep that idea that you need to explore more. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll end it with this. The reason why we read a lot of books is because you can live a thousand lifetimes. And most of us will only live one. So we really don't get that opportunity to see how another person can view the world. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you would read science fiction or, or something of that nature is these are just mind games where you can play out like, what if we did this and take it to an end? And maybe you like that, maybe you don't, but at least you got to explore those ideas. And there's where ultimately podcasts can take you. Yeah. It allows you to explore ideas. Russ is probably the best at it. And um, that took him a long time. He said, I used to ask a lot of questions. I used to talk a lot. Yes, but I've learned to be quiet and allow the guests to, to, to speak. So I'm still learning that. <laughs> it's hard. It's an ongoing challenge. Well, Chip, I, I mean, I've loved this conversation. Live a thousand lifetimes. You can live a thousand lifetimes and most of us don't live one. That is, those are powerful words right there. Oh my goodness. Um, Chip, where can people find Too Much Scrolling? You can go to toomuchscrolling.com. You can find it on any of your favorite podcasters. So just go to Stitcher or Google or Apple or wherever that magic one is, you'll find Too Much Scrolling. Awesome. And then uh, your financial firm, do you, do you want to give a plug for that? I, I don't because then all of a sudden it, beca it? it becomes, you can find Chip Hess and Flo on LinkedIn. Let's just say that. <laughs> Chip Hess and Flo on LinkedIn. You and got it. Be friends. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Well, Chip, thank you so much for coming on the Earfluence podcast. This has been a blast. Yeah, I thanks mean, for joining us. Love the life lessons, love the podcasting lessons, and uh, you're just a fun guy to, to talk to. So hopefully you can come back and, and be in the studio again with a live or a not live. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Absolutely. We'll find more opportunities to get together. For awesome. Sure. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Earfluence podcast live on LinkedIn. Uh, if you're looking for podcast production, go to earfluence.com. For CC Huffman, I'm Jason Gillikin, and we'll see you next time on the Earfluence Podcast. Yes, bye.